Today's topic, 5 Strategies to Build a Successful Business Relationship with Marie Mason. Welcome to episode 12. Get ready to discover yourself, grow and transform your world here at Smiley Talks with your host, Joseph Paul Smile. Good morning. I am Joseph Paul Smile, the CEO of Smile Real Marketing Agency and your host for Smile Real Talks. Smile Real Talks is super laser focused at helping you discover yourself, grow your business and transform your world by connecting you to countless entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts and professionals that are well experienced in business, health or relationship matters. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Smiley Talks. Today on Smiley Talks, we have Marie Mason. Marie Mason, you're very welcome. Tell us more about yourself, more about your business, about, you know, you, you know, just tell us more about yourself. You know, even though we've had you several times on our podcast, but it's still cool to tell us more about yourself. <laughs> well, things, and also things tend to change and you never know, you know, so, but yeah. <laughs> um, I've been pretty consistent in certain areas, so that's good. So I have been married to my husband for for over 17 years and oh my name's of course you already know that Marie Mason so um, <laughs> just having to make sure I reiterated that and then uh, we have an amazing teenage son who is finishing up middle school this year and going into high school and God help me because I don't know how I'm going to handle a high schooler uh, <laughs> but he's a good kid so I can't complain he's a really good well-rounded kid and Joseph's had the privilege of tithing with him before so and, and they get along really well so yeah. I'm grateful for that so um um, anyway, I am the also the proud owner of a premier digital marketing agency called Liberty Virtual Solutions. Sorry for the little um, extra little noises coming from my computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, gotta love the technology, right? Uh, so anyway, I'm also an inventory administrator for our children's ministry at my church. It is summertime small group leader and as well. And then I have as a leadership role as an event coordinator for our Pokemon League and actually looking to do some more leadership skills with that as well. Um, another thing is I am really hoping this year and hopefully sooner rather than later I'm finishing up the final edits of my first children's book that I wrote 30 years ago and getting it off my to-do list and getting it onto bookshelves this year. It's fingers crossed. So this has been a lifelong project apparently mm. <laughs> but um, it's all about talking about dyslexia and it's all about the perspective of the, you're seeing it through the lens of the child basically so and it's really um a cute little uh story about bears because i figured kids can relate to bears and it, it's just you know it'd be a cute story when it gets finished when it gets finished <laughs> so that's about me in the nutshell and i also have a little bit i'm working on a group coaching program and where people can get some help on their business strategy so i'm sorry i added a couple more things that i didn't put on the slides so uh, but that's pretty much it in the nutshell amazing 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 well i would go straight into this podcast um sure even though we're going to share a link that describes more about you and the things you do so about this podcast today on um five strategies to build a successful business relationship um by marie mason We'll be covering five sections, five huge and really, really effective sections, which is strategies to build a successful business relationship, practical action tips to build a great business network and finding needs, 
tips on defining your role in a business relationship, strategies to diffuse conflict resolution, tips on what you should do and not do in a business relationship. So the goal of this podcast is to help you foster successful business relationship. So Mary Mason, I'm super ready for this. So I want to go first with asking this first part. Um, I love it, which is, do you have any strategies to build a business, a successful business um, relationship that you can share with us today? Yes, and and they're going to be super uh, easy to follow. So the first one is to define your own values, beliefs, and goals, and then write them down. And the, because these are the principles that will guide you during your business relationships. Um, and here is why. You need to realize that your values and beliefs and dreams are equally important to that of your business partners, team members, or even clients that you work with. Um, you need to be able to make sure that whoever you're working with, uh, you can align your goals with the others who will support you and will also align them with your values, beliefs, and goals. For example, team members, even joint venture partnerships, affiliates, coaches, or clients, or people that you work with on your team, whoever is supporting you, and then also whoever you're working with. So that's just to, to reiterate. Um, you also need to clearly define your role in a business relationship and be willing to commit to it. For example, clearly state what your duties are, make sure you know what tasks you need to perform and commit to performing them. And here's another thing, make sure you um, know what your um, clients need to also have. Uh, they, they have tasks they need to do too. Um, for example, they might need to provide you links or something like that, for an example. But you know, make sure you each know what, what your tasks are to help that project move along smoothly. Um, sometimes you have a client you clearly don't work well with. I don't know, Joseph, if you've had that issue. <laughs> but um, sure. pretty, pretty outgoing there. Uh, but you need to learn to discern when to exit a toxic relationship mm. and you need to know when to fire a client. You know, Absolutely. sometimes you have to, you know, because you can't work with everybody. Mm. Um, and the best way to accomplish this is just literally let them know that this arrangement is not a good fit. And then I want, I'd like to end the contract at this time and give them a time frame and then be really specific on that. But, you know, don't get over detailed about why. Give them a very short snippets, you know, make it positive and clean and just don't get into too much detail why because, you know, you, you don't want to have that hurt feelings, you want to leave it on a positive note. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. So moving on, moving on, do you have any practical, actionable tips to build a great business um, network? Uh, we know about LinkedIn being a great, um, you know, way to connect with people in the social media generally, um, going to events. What are the actionable, practical tips that you can share with us to connect with um, business people, let's say, or business sure. network? Yeah, there, there, there's some five practical act, actionable step tips. I really put a tongue twister in there and I apologize. <laughs> so I like to play with my words apparently. So um, needless to say, moving forward, there's good five uh, tips that I'd like to share with you. The first one is network with a focus on building authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. um, you want people to know that you're real, you know, real person, not just a um automated automated thing so um so basically you want to build relationships by showing um genuineness this is number two so you also want to do this by finding common interests to talk about this is the part about getting to know you and like you phase of a relationship 
okay? There's different phases and getting to know you and like you is one step. And then building your business and relationship based on trust. Um, a simple way of doing that is um, let, it, let the person choose what for you offer. They would be valuable, to, be valuable to them. This is sort of building the trust phase of relationship. And then this way, when you do this and you perform, and number four is perform your daily action steps consistently in your business and also personalize your communications with your leads, address them by their name, you know, make sure they spell correctly too. I'm a typo queen, so I know I have to remember to spell check all the time. And then, you know, do, do these, um, do this consistently, do all of these action steps consistently um, and you will get better results. But here's something I want to give you a tip with that's also might be in another slide, but I'm going to get ahead of myself here. But when you build that trust and you build those um, relationships, just make sure that you um, are focused more on them and their needs. And when you do that, you will also develop that trust as well. And you also find out what they need and be able to fulfill that. So um, that's just something, a little tip that I learned. So amazing. Perfect, mm -hmm. perfect. You see, you mentioned something about communication that you said communication should be consistent and personalized. Um, I, I, that would take me to this next question, which is how do you really communicate with your needs? Like what strategies have you used that works best for you? So anyway, um, great question, by the way. Um, the secret to communicate with your leads is to, like I said, is to build a relationship with the first, and that's part of the getting to know you phase that I was talking about in the mm -hmm. relationship. And there, I'm probably repetitive in this slide, but it's important to reiterate because, you know, and here, and, and I'm going to sit there and tell you one thing that's why I, it's important. Um, simply put, a lot of people go in there and put what they, um, what they do and, um, want to promote their whatever event or sales or you know do a sales pitch we get a lot of sales pitches people and business owners and, and, and coaches and speakers and all the people that i target you know they all get that all the time you want to stand out okay so that's why i said this first secret is to communicate with your build those real relationships first get to know them and as part of your getting to know you like you face then you second is that you do this by finding common subjects that you both can relate to and build a conversation around it and the way i do that is simple i just go into their linkedin profile or their facebook profile or whatever profile they have on social media and i learn a little about them do some research you know and then the more you get because the more you let them know that you know oh i saw this and i really wanted to talk to you about this it personalizes it more you know what i mean and they oh they they understand where you're coming from and stuff. And it also builds client uh, trust with your clients and shows you that you have the knowledge and experience with that subject too. Um, especially if it's something you both have in common, you know? So in, obviously if you have something in common and you know that what that subject, then it's gonna be more easier for you both to use that as a starting point, you know, to build a friendship um, or at least a rela business relationship. And then three, take a genuine interest. I know I keep reiterating this, but I can't emphasize it enough. Take a genuine interest by um, in what they do and then um, become an expert in learning about your clients. Uh, you want to do this about learning about their habits, about their process, about their methods, about their likes, dislikes. And then, you know, that's one of the reasons why you want to make sure you um, 
take that general interest in them, you know, really get to learn about them. Also personalize your messages when, like I said before, and when you communicate with them on social media or email. And my suggestion is don't make it sound like it's like I said, a sales pitch every time you communicate with them. Provide messages that add value to them. Um, make sure you your messages are all conversational. Um, don't just blast out um, a lead offer to them, for example. Like I said, build that trust, get to know them, mm -hmm. and then find out what they need. Okay, and that brings me to the next point. When you ask them questions, make sure the questions are open-ended and also require them to give you more than a detailed answer other than a yes or no question. And the goal is to learn as much as you can about them and what they need so you know how to help them. So once you know how to help them, then you can also find out what kind of um, lead offer would be good for them. Not everybody wants a cheat sheet on, I don't know, how to use Pinterest, you know what I mean? You know, that, that might not be pertinent to what they can, what they need at that time. Yeah. Everyone's at different stages. So once you get to be a little more specific about how you know them, have several different options of leads and then ask them if they would like it. Give them, get their permission because it's better to ask permission than have to ask for forgiveness. So. You know, for you to have um, been able to, you know, see all this and, you, you really emphasize on the fact that we should have a personalized relationship with each of our business um, network. So is there a formula that you use on how to connect with your leads that you can share with us? Ah, and my formula is real simple too. So you're gonna like that. <laughs> so anyway, in a conversation, you wanna learn about them and I've used this formula called FORM, F-O-R-M, it's an acronym. And I use them to ask questions to get them talking. I have been using them for over 22 years, probably closer to 25. Mm. Um, and it's it's a great formula. So here it is in the nutshell. First, you need an icebreaker. These are conversation starters. Like I said, go to their profile, mm -hmm. look and see what you all have in common, mm. and whether it's their interest or whatever, and then make that your 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 icebreaker. Super simple family okay who is in their family and is and they might be single you don't have to come out and ask them right away if they're married or single because people might take offense to that because it's very personal and, and they might not be ready but just say you know who, who's in your family who do you live with you know that kind of stuff you know that might be a little less evasive or maybe to say who's in your family you know who is it that you have a really good relationship with you might start something simple like that you know keep it basic mm -hmm. and then occupation what did they do um, profile again check that out and have a little background but ask them some the specific question related to their occupation how do you like this what's your favorite thing about it or maybe find out what they don't like about it that's going to give you some input input on what they need to okay this is some simple tips recreation what do they do for fun? Um, when I interview people for my team, one of the things I like to do is get five fun facts about them. And, and I'll simplify that for you because that's not on the slides, but um, just a little extra uh, for being on the, on the podcast. Yeah. But um, basically we find out really simply um, the marital, when I'm on an uh, interview with them, I find out their marital status, uh, whether or not they have a child or a pet. Um, I also find out what sports they like to play. I like to, these are just examples that you can find for out for recreation too. Um, I like to find out um, 
what is it else hobbies what do they like to do like i like to knit and bake you know that kind of stuff but you know they might find something that's i've found some very interesting hobbies i've never knew existed from those conversations so that's really cool and then find out what kind of leadership role they have in their community whether it's on a sports team or whether it's at their church or whether it's like me at the pokemon like you never know everybody has a different leadership and some people don't have that leadership role except maybe in their family and that's fine too and then the last one is message um in one sentence tell them why you are reaching out to them you know or you know um what's the best way or uh if you want to tell them like what what is it what is it that you want to talk to them about you know that kind of stuff so um and you know take a genuine interest in them and the message should be really brief like maybe one two sentences tops but anyway um coming from someone wordy you really have to <laughs> practice that too before you get that perfected yeah but yeah hopefully that's i mean it's a really simple formula and yeah. it really works it really helps to nail down a little bit more information about that person and the focus should be on them so mm, absolutely you see you mentioned um so much about building this relationship the form the family occupation recreation and message is he haven't built such a relationship you might sometimes um get into some little um conflict due to maybe tiny minor school misunderstanding so how do you actually in what strategies do you use to diffuse conflict resolution okay that's a really good question but one of the things i really feel like we're lacking in in um our society and the way people have so many outbursts and, and, and anger is just that people don't know how to handle conflict um and they don't know how to do hand, uh, diffuse conflict resolution i mean they don't know how to solve the problem okay so here are some simple little tips that i'm hoping will help um clear some of that up um listen with compassion um most of us tend to listen with the idea oh we want what to say next uh and maybe talk to help resolve somebody's problems i say focus less on that and focus more on having compassion and understanding um and where the person is at because if the person's upset there's usually a reason why and it's better to have compassion yeah um that's just that's my first and foremost suggestion um and these are just some strategies that will help you okay the number two uh learn how to share your feelings without being explosive all the time uh this is an important skill to have and it doesn't do the other person any good when you're always yelling at the top of their lungs it it, it really actually um it's a form of control when you're explosive and it actually demeans the other person and that's not what your attention is most of the time um i'm assuming <laughs> so most of it's you're just yelling because you're frustrated and i get that i sometimes like that myself so i've been learning not to and and it's just it's not easy because you really have to remember that you take the other person into consideration so um and remember they're on the receiving end and their self image goes takes a hit every time you yell at them so something to think about um know your boundaries and your top priorities um set clear boundaries you know like with children like i have a child and i have to let him know that when i am on the computer and i have my headset on i have to let him know 
you cannot talk to me at this time. I might be recording. I might be on a conference call with a client or a prospective client. Um, I might be with a team member or somebody and you just, I need to have my focus on them. When I am off the call, I will take my phones off and then I'll pay attention to that, to my son or my husband or whoever it is. And then I had to let them know that boundary. So you had to know what your clear boundaries are with your family, with your friends and stuff like that. I had to let people know not to call me. I actually had to sometimes turn the phone off during the daytime when I'm on conference calls like this, when I'm recording, because I don't want to be interrupted by sales pitches or friends who want my attention and it's just not the right time. Mm -hmm. And then this two top priorities, you know, what are your five top priorities? Uh, that's another topic for another day. But anyway, you know, and make sure you stick with those. Those are number three. Number four is how to solve problems. Um, offer a solution for where both you and your client will benefit from. So it, it's much better if you can find a mutual agreement on a solution and that way everybody wins. Um, I'm not gonna get into detail on that. That could be on a topic for another call for another discussion altogether. So and number five, discuss the problems and seek the solutions and not signing blame. Oh my God, I could go on for hours on that one. <laughs> so soon I'm not going to, I'll save everyone the time. But please stop pointing fingers at everybody. You uh -huh. did this and you did that. Yeah. I am so tired of hearing that. It makes my skin, skin crawl when I hear these kinds of fights. I'm like, it's not necessary. So here it is. Blaming somebody and pointing the fingers is just not going to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Take ownership of the problem that exists then especially if it is you and it may not be even realizing that it is you so but discuss it with a proper attitude of focusing on let's figure out what went wrong this is what i like to do with my team by the way i don't assign blame i will tell them if they drop the ball i will do that but I also tell them this is how we fix it this is how what we need to do next and then we move forward and we make an agreement on that and we move forward i don't sit there and constantly point fingers but i do make sure if someone drops the ball i'm going to tell them especially if it affects our, our finances or affects with a client and stuff like that and affects getting a process done i'm going to let them know this is what happened this is what we need to fix and this is how we need to move forward that's a simple solution so keep those strategies in mind I, I, it doesn't mean that you have to hide your feelings. Um, express them, but express them in a way that's not explosive. Because a lot of people, so many people are so angry and all they can do is just blurt it out. Don't let that happen. Don't let it wait till it builds up either. Because when you let it, let it build up, that's when people do get explosive. So find healthier ways to solve little conflicts and big conflicts because otherwise if you don't it's just going to be a mess so hopefully that helped okay okay you just talked about how to diffuse conflict the resolution right so right Correct. now moving on what are the strategies you need you use to connect with people personally with people on social media that works great for you and um you you, you think everybody too should use that um, strategy Excellent question, actually, because uh, I tell you, it's different for different social media programs, but you could probably okay. do, a, these are, these are, um, it, this is probably something you can 
take away and apply to all different ones. I was trying to find a, one that was more generic for you all, but um, there's different approaches that you can do for that. But here's a generic one. Um, when messaging your leads and clients, take the time, like I said before in the previous slides, to learn about them over a series of personalized messages and based on, based on their answers. And the tip is to make sure you only reveal a little bit about you in return and focus more on that. Okay, that's another way of building trust. And then, you know what, you do that and they're going to eat right out of your hand because they realize you're not focusing on yourself, you're focusing on them. So, um, and that's a, a one a quick tip. Then here is a process you can use in writing your short messages to your leads, which mm -hmm. is very helpful. Um, something I'm doing with a lead generator actually, and he's been very phenomenal at this. But anyway, here are in a few sentences, tell your leads the following information. Let them know what transformation you offer them. Mm -hmm. When you close, give them a couple of choices of a free offer and let them know to respond. Let them decide and respond on which of the free offers they want. And so that you can um, offer them a free call and other options will be mentioned below. And then send them the relevant content that they asked for. But here's another thing I didn't mention. Um, let them know what transformation you offer them first. Um, let them know a little bit about you and then let them know why you are trying to reach out to them because they always ask me that question what made you come out and decide to talk to me and so since i got that question a lot i figured you might want to just address those three questions up front and then in the next set of when they answer you back then close them and say um once you've had a conversation give it a few or four, three or four inter interchanges back and forth and then when you have that, then offer them a choice of getting on a call with you or whatever offer you're trying to give them. Um, but don't do it right away. You know, just war This is called warming up your leads. Okay, that's my little tip for you on that. And then when you give your leads a choice of what topics would benefit them, it improves your chances for them opening on your free offer. Um, so many of us will just give them the free offer right up front in the first message, but how many of them actually click on it? So do some research on that because you might want to make sure you can tweak that a little bit. Um, when you find out what topics your clients um, also have, want, uh, find out from them also what form they would like their free offer. Um, for example, not everyone has time to read an ebook or a workbook, for example, you know, see if they prefer something else like a video or, or a checklist instead. Um, make And the, the fifth one is really make it part of your market research, you know, find out when you do, well, that's number four is make that part of your market research. And, you know, once you find that information out, then you kind of know what they like and if you have lots of people liking let's say a checklist then by all means make checklists part of your things and then a video you know make something that people are really videos are really taking off nowadays it's a very popular thing to have um so you're right on point to do this kind of podcasting Joseph. so it's yeah. awesome <laughs> so anyway but the free offers literally can be include um include either a blog post um newsletters, worksheets, workbooks, templates, checklists, um, probably things I'm probably like a worksheets. And they can also include videos, like a short videos, I'd say between five to 20 minutes tops. Um, 
And then if you could keep it between three to five minutes, you know, short, like if you're doing like short introduction ones, or if you're doing ones that are like giving basic information, um, keep them short. I mean, and so just because people only have time to watch so much. So um, hopefully that gives you that clarity there. So, but that's pretty much it for the five strategies. Mm, so really huge, uh, really, really huge. You know, you know, sending relevant content is what every business should be doing. Every business that's online, you know, whether you you offer, you know, health services, you offer maybe digital services, all you need um, do is to give out contents that are really huge, which is what's going to take me to this very next section. Um, what are the special roles that you know take place in a business? What roles can you define the roles that actually take place in a business relationship? I'd be happy to. It's a great question. So um, fantastic. So first, you don't need another human being in order to find your significance and value of who you are as a unique individual. You need to learn that you are valuable just as who you are. Um, and this also includes your experiences, your education and your secret sauce. And that makes you unique. And then also what the things that you provide, you know, all your skills that are included in there. Um, so many people devalue themselves and don't realize how much of a gift they really are. So this is going to help them with that. Um, that's my goal for this particular section, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and then two is you need to choose to see the significance in the other person that you are working with and find value in what they offer other than just a paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, ask yourself, what is the unique about that client and what can you appreciate them? Even if you can find just one thing, make sure you let them know, I really appreciate that about you. And that, and give them an occasional compliment, don't overdo it, but give them that occasional feedback because people don't know that. And they don't hear, I will guarantee you, until I started doing virtual assistant work, I hardly ever got compliments on anything. And I, I tell you, this industry is a hot, lot more complimentary than other industries, but there's still some people that give me negative too. So you need to make sure you appreciate them. You can't emphasize that enough, you know, mm -hmm. and they'll eat out of your hands like crazy. <laughs> they'll be coming, begging back to come back to work for you if you, mm -hmm. if you, I don't want to say it like this, but feed their ego in a sense. But anyway, um, but anyway, everybody likes to be complimented, especially if it's really genuine, okay? I'll give you one example. Um, I went to church Sunday and the lady who's in charge of the music ministry came to me after church and said, I really appreciate the fact that you are very engaged in the music. I said, well, I thank you. And I just really enjoy the music. And I just, you also have to learn how to take it well too. But anyway, the point is, that was a compliment I'll probably feed off for years because I mean, I don't get them very often, but that's just something that is an example. And that's just something that you just have to learn to find what you appreciate about somebody, even if it's just one thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then third, um, you need to be clearly defined what role that each person brings to the contract. You need to clearly outline what tasks you need to uh, perform before you agree to work together and you need to create clear instructions on what those tasks are that you need to work on. There are going to be some that you need to work on and some that your client needs to provide for you to complete these tasks. So you need to know 
had to clearly define those roles and those tasks and what you bring to the contract. The roles really are what position you're in, whether you're a virtual, you know, you're a virtual assistant, but what specifically is your virtual assistant status? Like I have a, I'm a business owner and I do marketing and um, digital marketing and webinar, uh, webinar production, but everybody has a different niche and you need to clearly define what those niches are and clearly make sure that the, you're, you know, the person that you're target audience is so that you are reaching out to the right people. Um, but you also, number four, you need to choose what forms of communications you will use to stay connected with one another. And as a virtual assistant or freelancer, you need to keep use their software too. So um, you might be comfortable with another set of software, but in order for you all to work, you got to work with what they have available um, so that you all can stay on the same page and how and how to communicate and so forth. And then lastly, you need to become an expert in anticipating what your clients need and providing it promptly. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Well, I can say it's really hard to anticipate what someone actually wants and provide them with such value, which is taking me to this next part of um, you know, what not to do in a relationship. What are the five special, because this is all a five, 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 a five section with five strategies. So what are the five tips that you can give to us on what not to do in any relationship generally? Gotcha. Um, basically, it's really simple. Don't judge them. Don't lecture them. No one wants to hear a lecture anyway. And then don't condemn them. Don't overcorrect and don't criticize constantly. Because just look at it from this perspective. You don't like that happening to you. Um, your client doesn't either. So, and now if your client does that to you, you might want to rethink about working with your client. I'm just saying, if you can't figure out how to diffuse that, that conflict, then you may want to rethink that relationship. Um, but I'm just saying, you have to be the what this is what we have at my uh, business. We have a no judgment policy. Uh, we don't judge you from where you're at. We don't lecture you. We don't criticize Kadam or any of that stuff. We and we don't overcorrect. Now we do make sure that we correct situations. We just don't overcorrect the person's mistakes. Um, I find that that is helpful when you don't do those things because. Um, it, it, you want to keep it in the positive. You want to make sure you're always positive and encouraging. And if you need some correction, that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but just make sure you keep it to the minimal and make sure it's always a solution oriented. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do these, if you do these things and you're constantly judging, you're constantly lecturing, you're constantly condemning and correcting and open criticizing and stuff like that. Um, Yes, you feel empowered to do so, and you want to feel like you want to help them, but you're really not helping them by constantly doing that. Um, you're actually, it's, it backfires. You know, you they their self-esteem gets hit, their self-image gets hit, and and whether you realize it or not, you, you're not really solving the issue. Um, you're just pointing out what's, you know, doing the pointing fingers thing and the blame game, and this is what you're doing wrong. So, and and that just doesn't resolve the issue. It just and just it just creates a, a bad atmosphere. So the trick the trick is just just um, do a non-judgmental kind of uh, focus. Mm -hmm. So um, 
But anyway, hopefully that kind of helps you on, on clarity on what not to do in a relationship because mm -hmm. I have seen those happen in other relationships and it's gone down south quickly and it does not build a good um, business relationship. So definitely try to avoid them. Okay, amazing. I love the part, I love the part that says, um, we shouldn't overcorrect and we should not criticize constantly. Even when we come to um, believe, you know, believe talks about what you believe in and when you see people going contrary, it's really um, something that you want to constantly correct them and kind of constantly tell them, this is not cool, which is tagged criticism, right? So for, for us not to be on this criticism level, what do you suggest or how do you suggest we constantly um, reach out to such people to keep them corrected? Oh, how do we, that's not even in my slides. <laughs> yeah. You gave it to me for a loop for this one, Joseph. Okay, so how do I do this without doing yeah. that? Um, you know, the person should not feel bad or feel, you know, it, like you mentioned, it, it actually impedes their self-esteem, like um, their confidence rather. So it's, yeah. uh, it's so much weakens them and they feel like they can't do anything right. You're correcting them by morning, afternoon, night, every day of the week, uh, they're being corrected. They've never done something right. In fact, it leads to depression on the other side. So, which is why I want you to clearly, um, you know, emphasize on how we can do this correction and uh, you know criticize correctly let me say okay well they they did this and when i was teaching for 20 years uh, one of the things i learned as, as a teacher and i was learning this in school as well and um they said to do it in a criticize in a positive way and um the best way they did it is to sandwich it between two positives <laughs> so find something the positive even if you have to reiterate the second and, and rephrase the same positive in a different way just to make it sound like two different ones mm -hmm. but focus on the positive part of it and then that minimizes it for the for the negative comment so let's say just for example um someone knocking at your door when you're trying to record uh, comes to mind because I don't have people knocking on my door since I have my open living room but like but we'll go into this topic for you for, for your benefit but uh, instead of being mad as a hornet because I know I probably would be too I'm gonna, I give some of the dirtiest looks if I if I have to sometimes <laughs> works but anyway um, the point being um, make sure you sit there and says you know i know that you have a question for me um i'm in the middle of a um recording and this is probably not the right time can you wait 20 30 minutes and i will be wrapping up and then we i can have spend the time focusing on you um and and i really appreciate the fact that you you are diligent and trying to get some work accomplished but uh let's just wait a little bit longer and let me finish it and then i can make sure i have that time for you that's just one way of putting it did that sound like overly critical to anybody no no so that's just an example you know and and i probably was a little more wordy than i normally would but just <laughs> keep it in the positive make make less emphasis on the negative and more accented on the positive side of it so that 
you can say, oh, I really appreciate the fact that you're bringing something to my attention and that you're diligent on your work, but, and you need my attention, but right now my attention needs to focus on something else. You're not placing blame on anybody in that example. You are placing emphasis on the fact that you really do generally appreciate the fact that they're coming to you with a problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then you really want to help them, but this is not the right timing. So you're setting that boundary. So just a little tip. Um, hopefully that helps somebody. I mean, because, you know, we're all going to get interruptions. Let's face it. It's life. <laughs> you, you hey, yeah. I have been on recordings with a friend of mine and he has these crazy birds and he's from Australia. You, you met him before. Uh, anyway, and, and he has these crazy sounding birds that, that you know, and, and he has a dog and he has like four or five cats or something and he lives with his parents. So sometimes we're on a podcast or or recording like this we did last summer and you hear the dog barking in the background and the birds chirping and we did one topic and it was on um it was on not being able to control your uh, learning how to control your environment and said some things were you just cannot control and just as i said that sentence where he said that all those other things happen like the birds <laughs> jumping and the dog barking and the cat purpose. <laughs> And they're like, we could not have cued them better. It was hilarious. So anyway, we just made it an example as part of the example. <laughs> and we just both, it's hilarious. If you ever get to see that episode, it's hilarious. But anyway, at least because most of y'all don't know what it was behind the scenes. And I won't say the name to, but, to protect my friend. But anyway, uh, I don't want to embarrass him. But I'm sure he'll be laughing when he hears this <laughs> podcast. So anyway, the point is, though, we cannot control every single thing that happens in our environment or in our mm-hmm. life. We do the best we can. So keep it real. Keep it as part of, you know, this is your real life and you know you you know that this makes you authentic and that was makes you unique you know so um yeah so those are my funny examples of how you can't control your environment all the time <laughs> wow amazing 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 well i will i will let you you know give us uh, a tip you already prepared which are, are your closing comments on this podcast i've learned so much the five sections which five strategies altogether 25 so this 25 miraculous impactful strategies are going to help us in our businesses because it's very important to maintain a good relationship in any sort of business whether it's not money related business business is business so in anything that concerns meeting someone else it's all about business because every conversation is to do this or do that so it's just a conversation and mustn't be business business of money yeah you know so um i wanted to tell us what you prepare for us as a closing comment this very evening what you prepare for us as a last blessing this very evening well, it's been a real pleasure. I always enjoy our conversations. We, we certainly keep them animated, don't we? So, <laughs> so I thank you guys for, for helping me with this. And then um, basically, here are some things to keep in mind. Treat others as if you want to be treated with respect, and you will create some amazing relationships as a result. Um, in order to develop trust with a person, you really need to show them that you have the client's best uh, interest in and have, give them, provide the value and make sure you know, realize what their value is you know because your clients are more valuable than a paycheck um now the paycheck helps trust me but at the same time uh it shouldn't be the only focus you should be really 
like heart centered is what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah if that makes sense. And then let the clients know that their vision is definitely possible. You know, one of the things I've gotten comments was when I I can see what somebody is trying to accomplish before they even figure out the bigger picture, and you know, be able to create that strategy plan to help them achieve that that vision if that's what you're into but you know if you're if you have a if they have a vision for something and you know you can accomplish that with them make sure it's you're very clear about how you can help them get there um and then lastly just why people um when you show people that you care about making the vision uh their vision of reality they'll be begging to work with you um and just make sure you're you're it, but at the same time, make sure you have all your, you know, your ducks in the row. Make sure you're confident. Make sure that, you know, everybody's on the same page, both you and your team, if you have one, or if it's you solo. And sometimes this makes it easier because <laughs> you don't worry about, you know, checking in with somebody. But just make sure you're confident. And if you show your confidence and then you show that you care and then you show that you're ready to work with them, that you have all your processes in place. Oh, even if you don't have all your processes in place, you don't have to let them know all that you know at that stage just you know learn it and get it in rolling once you get them on board get everything rolling and then you know you have to plug in those holes as you finish up i started without having everything in place and and i've gotten some success but i also found some holes and that's what i'm doing i'm plugging in those holes so you know you got to make sure that you know treat people with respect make sure that you let them know that what they are trying to accomplish is doable if you feel like it's something you can do don't sit there and tell them it's doable if you don't feel like it is but at the same time say it might be doable it's just maybe not in your scope that you can do it that's fine i mean if that's something that you feel like you can't do it tell them that might not be something i can help you with but somebody else might be able to help you with and give them some ideas if you know somebody off the top of your head give them referrals but if it's something that you feel like you can accomplish with them then by all means make sure you let them know that their vision is achievable um and and don't let them say that it's not ever achievable i've had some coaches sit there and tell me oh you're not doing xyz right and i'm sorry that kind of puts me off um when i know it's i've seen other people do it and had success with it so it's more of tells me that they know that they cannot help me and so that just tells me something about them so keep that in mind that when you're talking to your clients if it's something you feel like you can help them with then tell them and if not give them some suggestions on people that can because you don't want to take on a project that you do cannot do because that hurts you and them so um but yeah if you let the care about their vision and you want to make sure that they succeed oh trust me that is the biggest tip i can give you that that will help people want yeah. to beg to work with you so amazing amazing thank you thank you that was a huge closing or last blessing for um smarty talks so um smarty talks uh, we ever know that we want to discover ourselves want to grow more and want to transform our world our world is not just the world the lands but other people that's the world we're talking about so um some of you might be wondering why we didn't go so deep about Mary Mason. I'll tell you more about her. She's a business strategy coach. She coaches speakers and business owners. She's heart-centered and she helps clients from different parts of the world. She can help you with ideas and help you put them down in a simple action plan. So um, she's she's a person that doesn't have um, no judgment um, policy. I mean, she's a 
no judgment policy um, person with her clients, just like we talked about. So our goal is to meet, I mean, her goals. <laughs> Mary Mason's goal is to meet your needs and help you achieve your goals. So the best way to schedule a call with Mary Mason um, is to hook up with her, buy her calendar, just schedule a time that works best for you. She uses the USA hours, which is East Coastern, um time zone. So you can just schedule um, a time to speak with her personally, calendly.com forward slash Marie Mason. We'll share all the links for you and you can connect with her via social media. You can connect um, via Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, you can also go visit her on Alienable. I think I don't know about that, but you visit her. So you can connect with her via Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. So it's been a great pleasure um, speaking with you, Marie Mason. I really appreciate so I appreciate you being yeah. willing to help me promote all this. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, great. So, thank great. You for that. Discover yourself, grow, and transform your world here at Smile Eagles with your host, Joseph Paul Smile.